a good way to know if you're in your own flow or not is if you react. Uh, and, and the more severe that you react to somebody, the less you're in your own flow. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Well, it's that time again. Welcome back to the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne and Lexi Rodriguez. This is the place where you can go for news and information to elevate yourself above the unwashed masses and live life on your own terms. And interestingly enough, today's show is going to be about should you go with the flow, speaking about your own terms. So, hey, Lex, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. I'm very excited about this. And actually, the show came from something that you wanted to talk about, which has to do with adaptation. But And that's going to fit perfectly into this because Overall, when we're doing our research and when I talk to clients, when you talk to clients, flow is a very, very misunderstood concept because it has, because it has so many different definitions to it and so many different meanings. And so that's what we're going to go over today. We're going to go over five things today, plus talk about your adaptation thing. The first thing is we're going to talk about why is the concept of flow misunderstood. Then we're going to talk about what is flow because there's different types of flow. And surprisingly, if you look in dictionaries like online and stuff, they actually define them differently. The third thing is the instinctual and the ego influences on flow, which will really mess you up. Fourth thing we're going to talk about is should flow feel comfortable or uncomfortable? And that's where it gets tricky. And then we're going to end up and just kind of tell you how to know when you're in your true flow. I use my air quotes. Yeah, your true flow, you're not kind of um, trying to be in somebody else's flow you're sticking to your goals your dreams you're not like oh this flow works for them maybe i need to try that that's kind of confusing too growing up because you see something that's working for someone else and you think oh i could do that but you probably could do it but if it's not where you should be something's not going to work out yeah if it's not your own gig obviously it won't flow it just won't. You, you, you'll constantly come up against stuff and it just won't work. So the first thing I want to talk about is what is flow. And the surprising thing is, is that when you go to Urban Dictionary, and I actually like Urban Dictionary. I think it's, I think it's very appropriate in most circumstances. They define the term as to be relaxed and accept the situation rather than trying to alter or control it. Hmm. Now, now, I say yes and no. Because it, cause it just depends upon the circumstance. But the Cambridge Dictionary, which is actually a legit, you know, back in the day it used to be published, big volumes and all that, Cambridge from England, they define flow as to do what other people are doing or to agree with the opinions of others. Tragic, yeah. tragically terrible definition of that. I think that's how I see it. And that's why on the podcast I've reiterated a million times Uh, that we swim upstream or that I always think that way. I'm always like, nah, fuck it. I don't want to be involved in your conversation because all you guys are doing is watching the news or, or listening to something and making that your idea. I like when people say, oh, I understand that idea or I understand that opinion, but here's my take on it because I'm a completely different individual. I don't understand when enormous amounts of people can have the same opinion. I don't get that. So if that's the definition, if we're going with the Cambridge definition, which I kind of, that's kind of the way I see it in the beginning of this conversation. Um, Right. And a a lot of people see it the same way that, but that's why we're going down with it. 
No, but yeah, exactly. And that's why we're going to get to the bottom of this and really, right. really get to really what is flow in terms of what works for you, what, what would work for everybody. And by the way, before we get into this, I want to say this is our first video chat situation. We're going to start posting these on my YouTube channel. And so, hi, everybody. If you guys are watching on video. How's the um, footage? Because I can't see it. I just see myself. Oh, it looks great. It looks great. We're uh, we're split screen, and I guess you'll see it when it comes out. Mind you, it's eight thirty in the morning, so it'll be really interesting when it's like six p.m. and I'm smoking a bowl. And and when I'm when I'm half a half a bottle in, <laughs> yeah. half yeah, and that's that's going to be fun. So you'll get to see the different ones. But we figured we might as well do this because a lot of people have actually asked me. It would be really cool to see you guys interact or not, <laughs> depending, depending upon how <laughs> we how we feel and what the time of day is. So. All that being said, hey, and and uh, we're going to keep doing these things every single week. What I want to talk about is I want to talk about what my definition of flow is and see, and then I want to see if you agree or disagree or what you have, right? My definition is the flow is it's a universal energy. It's the life force that is all around us. It's procreative. It's an expansive force that when you dial into it, it provides you with a heightened sense of clarity and a knowing that you are exactly where you need to be in that moment. And a good example of this is the turtle in Finding Nemo. So the turtle crush, you know, he's like that total stoner turtle. Yeah. Full full on chill guy. And he's, you know, and what he does is he's, first of all, he's a great metaphor for being in the flow because he's just a chill, kind of a stoner, whatever guy. He's just like, whatever, man. And the second thing is, is that he also uses the East Australian current in there, remember they get into the current and just kind of yeah. fl- it just flows. Oh, I get what you're saying. Right, so totally. he gets into that and he just kind of flows. And actually, it's interesting because there was a little thing about him and his kid, and the kid pops out of the current for a couple seconds, and then uh, uh, yeah. ne- what's Nemo's dad's name? I don't know. I can't remember the one that's all, the one the one's a nervous wreck, and I he's like freaking it. out that the little turtle's out of the flow, and then the dad goes, "Hey, man, wait, let's see what he does on his own." Yeah, and, he, yeah, and then yeah. he pops back in, and he's all fired up. It's such a great metaphor if you go back and just kind of YouTube that. You know thing what and, I and think? I think say, speaking of Disney metaphors, I think Lion King when he's running with the freaking herd of cows behind him or whatever it is. And he either goes with the flow or he dies right there. If you look back on Disney stuff, it's all full of me- <laughs> it's all full of metaphors, good ones and bad ones. Yeah. The flow energy is at a it's at a higher frequency mo- than most people operate, which is why you have to learn how to tap into that flow energy. And ironically, most of the learning has to do with a concept known as surrender. You really have to kind of surrender to external influences and all the things that kind of the the instinctual stuff and the ego stuff that you've created along the lines of your life that have got you to this point in order to kind of survive and to kind of conform you sort of have to surrender all to all of those and allow your you know your inner flow to to come out so that's what my definition of flow is i like it um so to me i think that flow is when you're in this state of mind like you kind of said, where you should be, where you can create. You could be, my flow is when I'm working out and I'm doing something I enjoy doing. It takes some focus, but it's weird because I can be very focused and still have a very neurological presence going on um, in another part of my brain. So for example, when I'm at work, 
I get the best ideas, but they have nothing to do with work. It's just when I'm in the flow of of um, an activity that is something that I've been doing for a while, I get the best ideas because my brain is not, it's not on autopilot, but it's, it's like live streaming, you know, it's like, you know, you're in a good position when you can be working at a job that you do a lot where you can, you can utilize that time in that moment to still create. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's called the shower principle. If you haven't heard that. Oh yeah, totally. It's like, it's like, it's like it's, you know, right, right. Too. Exactly. It's like when you're in the shower, it's because you're a lot, a lot of those, um, autonomic functions and stuff about having to do certain things and being on the autopilot in terms of like mechanical stuff that's out of the way and it, all of that's gone. And so all of a sudden you're just, you sort of zone out and it's almost a self hypnosis to where you zone out and you, then you allow the, your creative aspects of your mind to pop out of that and to get so out of I that think, whole normal wear and tear that you do every single day. Right. And then, so in terms of this show, if you're not at an elevated consciousness on your day to day doings, you you haven't found your flow. And I think when someone steps in and kind of interrupts your flow, your consciousness comes down. And that's kind of where you need to be aware, like, holy shit, something altered. And it's time for me to figure out um, which direction I'm going, if I'm in the right environment, blah, blah, blah. A good way to know if you're in your own flow or not is if you react. Uh, and, and the more severe that you react to somebody, the less you're in your own flow. Because you're hyper, you're hypersensitive to externalities. And if you happen to be doing that, then that means that you're not in your own, in your own flow. Because when you are, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but when you are, that stuff really kind of pings off you. And it really, and it does, it just doesn't drown, it doesn't drown you out. It does, it doesn't slow you down from your own personal expansion. So I wanted to talk about the instinctual influences, you know, like the instincts, like that amygdala part that I always talk about, the little limbic Mm -hmm. system in the back. So from an instinctual standpoint, Flow is grounded in survival, uh, with a focus being on creating a pattern or patterns for consistency's sake, like moving to where the herd migrates or knowing when to save water during the rainy season because there won't be any water during the summer. Or from a human interaction perspective, it's like knowing where you fit into your tribe. Because if you don't know where you fit into your tribe and you step on the toes of the elders, then they're just going to cut your head off and put it on a stick. This instinctual part of flow, I consider it to be like the beginner's step because it's very limiting and it starts and stops with just survival as your goal. And this is where people think get very confused, I think, uh, with flow because they think that they have to go with the flow at like work or something in terms of a group in order to for that to be a flow. That's not a flow for for an, like an intrinsic standpoint. It is in regards to the goals of the business and making money or whatever the objective of the business or that's, the group happens to that's be. That's adapting to your environment. And there's a difference between flow and adapting because with flow, it's like your own personal this is your map, like your own internal map. You take this everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. The difference would be with what you're talking about is when you step into a work environment, you still have your flow. You still have your map, which is dope because you have that to navigate you when you have to kind of adapt towards a path that really isn't yours at the moment. You still have you feel safe because you have like this map that you can pull out once in a while and be like, OK, I'm still here, mm-hmm. but I'm here, too. Yeah, and, and that's and it comes down to bridging. Remember, we talked about bridging a number of times, and bridging is understanding and keeping one foot, one foot in your own in your own world and in your own flow, 
who you are, what you want to do, your own expansion into your own life. But you need to keep another foot into the real, the big world is what I like to call it. Everything outside of your own skin. You have to be able to do that. You have to be able to relate to people and be a social animal and understand rules and concepts outside of yourself. If, I mean, if you get a job at, I don't know, DuPont or something and you go in there, you can't just say, well, I don't like that and I don't like this. And then expect everything to change because this company's been around for 150 years and they have their own way of doing stuff. And if you're going to be a part of their gig, then you have to have that one foot outside into their own gig. Now, and that which is called bridging because but it's you're staying true to yourself and your own flow. And at the same time, you are adapting to different ways of doing things with with you guys as a group, because as a group, you have a different objective than your own flow. But and the big but in this, the whole thing is, is that if that flow outside if that business outside is totally i shouldn't say totally if it's if it's enough not consistent with your own flow if its morals and its objectives of that company i mean let's say you you start working for tyson and you see that they're just abusing the chickens and you do not you're not totally cool with that then the worst thing you can do is stay in that environment. Because first of all, you're not going to change it because it's been around forever and they do their own thing. So if you want to be a component of that and you want to be in integrity, then you have to be okay with that and rationalize yeah. it. And if you're not, then you need to get out yeah. and find some, and, and is, find something that conforms with your own ideals and principles, your own flow. Yeah, this is really relevant to a lot of millennials right now that are on the entrepreneurial path because we could be creating something that's going to that's going to change the world. But in the process of creating, we're probably getting offers from all over saying, Hey, come work with me. Come bring that idea to my company. Hey, um, sell, sell this at Walmart or, Oh, you have this new type of coffee, whatever. Let's sell it at Starbucks. So I think in the world of millennials and basically what we're basing our show around, it's hard to, to figure out whether you want to go that direction because it is, that's a great opportunity. If you've been working on something and then Walmart wants to sell it on their shelves or whatever, whoever wants to sell it on their shelves, that's a big deal. But are you there yet? Do you want to quote unquote sell out yet? Or do you want to keep working a little bit and see what opportunities may come if you pass up the big dogs. I mean, it's hard. I understand well, it's really hard, but that's why staying true to yourself and navigating through your own map will really help you open your eyes to whether this is the right decision or not. That's a millennial crisis, though, isn't it, Lex? I mean, that's a lot of the of my clients come to me and say they just don't, and and you know you guys are twenty four and twenty five and twenty six and saying they just don't they're they're not matching up with my ideals and it's not something well. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. You can be very idealistic, and you actually should be idealistic. I think when you get out of college, because you know, oh, college sure. college is an incubator, incubator, and it's a way for you to start to expand your own wings and to realize what's important to you and what's not important to you in the world. And being in an incubator, you haven't dealt with the uh, you know countermeasures that usually diminish the idealism as you go on in your life. And that's why I love it. And but when you if you come out very idealistic, understand that most companies that you deal with understand, you know, the real world when people say the real world. Well, the real world means that there's a lot of different opinions and a lot of different rationalizations of certain things that happen. I mean, I mean, just look at the situation in regards to the political. 
how that far right can rationalize their position versus the far left. Both positions are real, but they could, but they can rationalize them. So that's what I'm saying in terms of a millennial thing. Understand you're going to be very idealistic, uh, and you more than likely the real world can't live in that fantasy world, but you have to kind of measure out what you're willing to compromise or not. But I think, and I think compromise is not a C word. I think compromise is a, is an amazing concept that everybody should learn. Yeah. And taking it down a notch, not selling your idea to Walmart, but just even getting your first job with a really corporate company and you may want to start your own business. Um, like we always say, make sure that there's a learning opportunity in any opportunity and then that will benefit you regardless. Um, if there isn't a learning opportunity or if you're going to block yourself from gathering the knowledge you need because you are so on the defense, kind of, you're like, I'm going to go into this company, but I'm going to I'm going to be like the rogue dude that changes it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe think twice, because this if this company has been around for a long time and they're investing in you, you still do have to show a little bit of business respect towards them so if it's not going to do you any justice and the money is the only thing you're in it for i suggest stepping back and kind of going back to the drawing board because it's you're not going to benefit from just taking a job that's paying nope nope and that energy that you bring in that energy of being of trying to be rebellious or trying to be kind of trying to subterfuge the whole thing is not going to help you out and people are going to pick it up and it, yeah. it won't, it won't if do anything, you any good. take the I, yeah. lowest paying job because yeah. you'll probably yeah. learn the most from that because you'll be broke as shit. Oh, yeah. And plus the fact <laughs> that if you're more in line with the general concepts of a place, you're going to get a lot more out of it because you're going to you're going to go in wanting to get more out of it. If you go in yeah. thinking that you, you're the, you know, the Don Quixote and you're out there, you have to slay all those windmills or you have to be the one to hold the, you know, hold everybody uh, up. And, you know, try to hold the big wall up while it's crumbling down around everybody else. It's not going to happen. And you're too young to deal with that. And it's going to be a waste of time. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do, you do it. You know what's funny is I think about all the jobs I took back in the day when I was trying to meet people and network and gain experience in the radio industry. And I'm it's funny when I think about my what I need now in life to take a job, like the money I need now in life versus the money I needed back then. I'm like, really, Alexis, how did you ever eat? Like, please right? tell me. I would take yeah. any job to gain knowledge, to gain experience, to make relationships. I mean, and obviously it worked out, but it's funny how your mindset changes and the value of business changes as you grow up and get smarter and know how to navigate in the business world. And I'm just kind of like, I was actually looking back on um, All Access the other day for radio jobs, and I was kind of looking at their salaries, and I'm like not trying to be a snob, but I'm like, really? Oh, they're terrible. I, there's no way yeah. I could go back and take a pay cut like that. Yeah, it's funny because back in the back in the day when I was working at KNAC in Los Angeles um, and doing the on air stuff, the assistant programming and all that, and I was editing, I was doing everything. You know, it was scary. It was like almost minimum wage. That's how bad it was. I to know. be honest, but and at the unless moment, did it feel like that? Because when I oh god no no radio, I thought I was like hell yeah, I'm a superstar, like well, I'm famous. It's and because I'm, rich. I'm get because I'm getting paid for something I absolutely love to do, and that's exactly. why exactly. And it and that's like that's and that's really the basis of everything. If you absolutely love what you do, the money won't matter because your life will conform around that. The money won't matter, and then eventually the money will come, which is really. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then it does. And cause, cause what happens there is you'll go as far as you can go in that circumstance. And then you'll kind of morph into what you will elevate. You will expand into, you know, you go on your flow, right? So exactly. rolling into the, I wanted to talk about the ego influences in flow. The ego influence flow is what's described by the Cambridge dictionary. When, you know, when they said to do what other people are doing or to agree with the opinions of others. It's about going along with stuff in order to get external validation and to not rock the boat in any way. The entire concept is about putting aside any of your own ideals or internal motivations and conforming to whatever group is steering the boat. Now, this type of flow is one that confuses people because they start to believe that they have to go along because it's the path of least resistance But in doing so, they're compromising their own ideals and their dreams, which creates a thing called cognitive dissonance. That's that's when your head, there's an argument inside your head because you know know you're not operating in integrity. So that's cognitive dissonance. But what happens with that? What do you end up with? You end up with frustration or depression or anger or any of those negative emotions come out because you know that you're not operating in your own integrity. And other people that are operating in integrity – can see that loud and clear from a mile away you are being completely fraudulent and these aren't your ideas it's very sad sometimes when i see someone going with the flow who isn't not their flow going with a huge like somebody else's a huge group of they're they're selling out so speaking i mean yeah totally and we saw it in the election this whole year i saw so many people just rant opinions passionately that weren't even theirs you know it's just like really sad and and this is the thing sometimes that happens sometimes you may get lost in a flow that isn't yours but you have to be smart enough and aware enough to kind of pull yourself out of that and be like this doesn't feel good this doesn't feel right it did for a second because I was like digging the pats on the back and my ego was kind of like yeah this is it this is where you should be but it's really sad when you're not smart enough to be like I don't like this. I'm not going to fake it anymore. And if it means I have to ride solo for a little bit, then so be it. Because you're going to learn all you need to learn when you're by your fucking self and you don't have anyone patting you on the back. Because it's not about that. Yeah, but for the ego, it is. And especially if somebody's grown up in, in a household where they didn't have a lot of emotional connection with their parents. Because from an attachment theory standpoint, it's your parents that matter the most of all. And if they're not there to nurture you and create an emotional pillow for you while you're very, very young and you're developing all your neuro connections within your head, which happens in the first year and a half of your life. Yeah. And if they're not there and then in during your toddler stage, then that that has a big thing. And then what you do is you take that and I call it, you know, I call it the suitcase. So you bring that suitcase of shit along with you and every circumstance in your life, relationships, job, you take that suitcase and, and you get into a, a job and then you hand the suitcase to the, the boss or to the company and say, OK, you guys give me all of this stuff that I didn't get when I was a young kid. And that's where things get totally screwed up because it's not their job to do that. And you're looking for something. And so what happens is you're looking for external validation. You're looking for emotional support. And that's not the job of the company. That's not, that's not what they're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be working for them and contributing to them and their overall goal and objective. I like how you brought that up because it is huge in today's society that millennials do have maybe a little bit of damage that they're bringing along to these new opportunities. And a job 
I understand that you may make friends at a job, you may really dig the environment and you feel comfortable, so you feel like you can open up about whatever issues you have or whatever issues have come along with you on your path to being an adult. No, leave that shit at home. Nobody wants to hear you talk about that this guy didn't call you back. And if they do talk to one person in private, you know what I mean? Like this is business. This is not, this has nothing to do with your personal life. I mean, it's just like going into a relationship. Don't bring your work drama into a relationship. Know how to differentiate a million different categories in your life, especially as a millennial growing up with maybe the damage that our parents caused because they were going through some shit back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't do it on um, purpose typically. I no, mean, just kind of, sure. you know, they, they just didn't know or they were ignorant or they were going through their own stuff. Yeah. Learn how to leave certain things at the door in certain situations because if you're coming in with the whole suitcase of drama nobody's want, gonna want to number one give you a promotion number two nobody's gonna want to date you and you're gonna be too confused for anyone to even start a business with you so if you're an entrepreneur and you have a lot of kind of drama like that nobody's gonna want to sit down invest their money in you or create with you. oh my god worst possible scenario is somebody with a lot of baggage going into being an entrepreneur because oh, it won't happen it won't have because there's too much there's too much between your authentic flow and um and in what you're trying to do because that because all that crap is in the way you have to be super you have to gain levels of awareness through listening to us or reading books or going to counseling and become more in touch with yourself and more in touch with really what your deficiencies were uh, when you were young, what you really look for in other people. And if it's something over and above what what you should be looking for, then that's a thing. That's a thing. And that always gets in the way. That happens all the time. You always have more expectations for people in terms of what they can give you than they can or should. And that get and that and that's a big thing. And that's ego. And that's ego because ego's just trying to overcompensate for the fact that you didn't get something as a child. That's it. Yeah. Period. End of story. So <laughs> I want to go into the uncomfortable and comfortable parts about flow because a lot of people think that being comfortable is like in the flow. You just, yeah, you're in the flow. It's great. Everything's great. It's perfect. It's fantastic. Or then uh, there's other people that think that you need to be uncomfortable because you're expanding your bubble and you're getting into an uncomfortable zone. Well, actually, it's both because there's different types of flow. Now, when you're talking about a flow state, you know what a flow state is? You know when you're in the groove? I mean, you played sports. You know when oh, you had it. like an amazing, amazing day out on the field? You, yeah. You went five for five. You, you caught a ball off the fence. I don't know. What did you play? Shortstop or something? Uh, I, mean, I played you, second base. Second base. So yeah, like you went left, you went right, you flipped, you know, double oh, yeah. plays. Everything was like on, right? That's a flow state. We're not talking about flow states. Those are momentary states where you just get dialed in. We're talking about long-term flow in terms of your own authenticity and your own direction and your own expansion right. into your life in general. So in a momentary flow state, there's no comfortable or un uncomfortable. It's like emotions fade, right? Totally. As you literally become what you're doing. However, in the process of going into uh, with your own flow, usually there's an initial euphoric sense of yes. You know when you get that? You're like, all of a sudden you're like showering, doo -doo -doo -doo, and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yes, feel, that's it. Like You just feel it's like less, you're where you should be. Like exactly. I get those moments once in a while. Sometimes I'm tripping, but sometimes yeah. I'll be like making coffee in the morning, thinking about what I got to do for the day. And I'm just like, okay, I got this because I have, again, this internal map that is mine. It's nobody right. else's. But that's and when, yeah. 
Exactly. I'm and that's when you're that. right. Because you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yes. You just, you, um, I mean, I auditorily say, oh, yes, when I come up with <laughs> yeah. stuff that I know. And because it's a, it's a knowing and a feeling in every molecule of your body that it's the right thing to do. But then, and this is the kicker, but then once that fades, that euphoric, like, oh, I'm in, right? Then there's this realization that the expansion into that flow growth, they, you know, as you expand into that, um, will mean will mean stepping out of your comfort bubble, and then when you begin to put yourself out there, it'll most definitely result in you facing some of your fears and your number of and a number of setbacks, and that's why I was saying earlier that it's a it, it's a matter of people thinking that um, that if you do happen to go outside and start to expand and you hit these things, then that's not flow. Actually, it is flow. Flow is not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be a knowing. There's right. two differences. Comfortable is an emotion. Knowing is a knowing. Yeah. And embrace it. Embrace that feeling. I've said this time and time again is when you feel uncomfortable, when you feel a little stressed out or you feel like everything is falling on you, that's a good feeling because number one, you could only go up from there. And number two, that comfort, that uncomfortable feeling is going to strike a chord inside of you. Hopefully, if you know how to navigate those feelings and you're going to use it for good. I also want to mention is if you're feeling uncomfortable in a situation, be smart enough to uh, to not bring people down with you. I think that sometimes people are uncomfortable in a situation and they start freaking out like, why am I uncomfortable? Why is this environment making me uncomfortable? You guys are all making me uncomfortable. You're doing it. Has yeah, yeah. So, so then they understand, bring they bring everybody down with them. Exactly. Right. So exactly. understand this is your feeling. This isn't my feeling. I could be at the peak of my flow and I could be in my my like look in my world like on 10 in my shit and then someone that's feeling uncomfortable throws a little curveball at me and is like hey is this right or you know am i tripping say hey you're tripping that's your feeling i'm gonna walk away and obviously if you're smart enough to understand if you are doing something wrong address that but don't bring people down because you feel uncomfortable don't trip out and start lashing out on others like like you're drowning and you're, you know, you remember back in the day that when they're like, if anyone's ever drowning, do not try to save them. They will, they will oh, drown they, they, you. Yeah, they, yeah, they'll bring you down. Yeah. The more conviction that you have in your flow, the more awareness that you have, the more surety of yourself, the, uh, the more level of self-understanding, then the less that any outside influences will have. It'll be uncomfortable, but it won't, but it won't knock you totally off your path. No, but you'll reach out. You're going to reach out for advice. You're going to read books. It's going to force you to try and feed your soul with knowledge because you don't want to be uncomfortable all the time. That's neat. That's a very, very good point. And that is actually a good sign that you're in a great place because, sure. because you are actually looking for help. And on the road of expansion, help is what you need. You need support. And you need help and you need knowledge. And those are the, and that's, and that is an extremely good point. And that's when you know that you're dialed in. That's when you know, but that leads me to my whole thing. And I I just kind of, I kind of put four things down here in terms of what does a flow state feel like or what does flow feel like? It makes sense. It uh, creates opportunities. There is a level of uncomfortability, but there's also, again, I'm going to add this because you brought up a good point. There's also a level of, of wanting to learn and to know more and seeking support. And yeah. there's also a strong feeling of realization 
but with work. But you 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 know in that circumstance that you are going to have to put time and effort into it because again, as every successful person has ever said in the, in modern society. You have to work for it. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing comes easy that will last. I mean, it, you can be a Paris Hilton; it can, it can come easy, and you can go out there and DJ and do your stupid bullshit. But that's one in a mm-hmm. quadrillion people. But for you, and for me, and for everybody else, if you have something, then it's it's going to take work, and it's going to take effort, and it's going to take you know nights when you get home from work and you're tired. It's just like work. It's just like working out. It's just like going and to the gym. Nothing comes easy that's real like something might be working out for you for a little bit and you're like holy shit this whole fake it till you make it thing is like really working for me but that feeling is so fake that it it may be working for you in the business world or in success you may be making a lot of money but inside and when you come home at night that doesn't feel good so you have to you have to build on it that's all totally you have to you have to build on it flow you have to work um, on it and build I, on I it. I just right. want to reiterate that, though, is there's so many imitators out there. And I think that if it doesn't work for you, it might work for a month or two or a year or two. But it doesn't feel good. And all you're doing is putting your actual progressive process on hold because you're not on your game. You're on someone else's. Mm-hmm. And you and you have to understand that a lot of times you, the imposter principle the imposter theory will come into where you actually feel like you're being an imposter but to be honest with you i can tell you from personal experience there are times when everybody in the face of the earth thinks that they don't know what the fuck they're doing oh for sure and i'm talking steve jobs i'm talking bill Once gates week, i'm talking I feel like, right I'm like we, what we, the fuck am i but, doing <laughs> but we, we but we all do and that's and that's when because there's no way in there's no way that you can keep the ego out of everything the ego is going to pop up those times of questioning yourself they're always going to pop up but it's a matter of are you going to let those times are you going to let that impulse control your actions and your thoughts or are you going to just take it for what it is and say well hold on a second but i also have this and i also but i want to do this because when it comes down to it you're going to be able to create you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do in your life period you're going to you're going to be able to now are the things that maybe you want to do they're going to take a lot of time they're going to take a lot of effort and they might take sacrifice because everything has a cost everything has a cost if you want to just take sacrifice if you just want to go out with your friends every single weekend and just party and have a good time or whatever or if you want to go on you know on trips all the time then that's fine but understand if you do then you're not putting that time and that effort into something else right Conversely, if you want to, if you are putting all of your time into, uh, into like an entrepreneurial venture, then that's where things are going and you're not, and your experiential aspects of your life are not being met at a higher yeah. level. So, but there it needs but, to be a balance, obviously, yeah, but it's, between the two. And it's hard to find for well, sure. Be, that's because everybody's balance is different, Lex. Yeah, I mean, everybody's, totally. you know, some people, like I said, I had, I, I had a buddy, my, I mentioned it in my, in my book. I had a buddy of mine that was, uh, that worked all the time. He like worked all the time, but he identified with the work. It was a passionate thing. He had, I mean, it, it, it dialed into his flow and mm. he, but he was a great father. He was a great husband. He, uh, he made quality time for his family. They were happy. He was fired up. Part of his flow. And that's probably learning then. That's what I'm saying. If you can do something and simultaneously still create because from those experiences, like that's the perfect picture. And that's kind of what I want people to find. I want people to completely engage in everything that they do. And then be aware still of how it's making your 
you feel and how those wires are coming together in your mind. Because I think when you're in complete flow, you sh it should kind of feel like an out-of-body experience. I mean, it does for me. When I'm completely engaged in life and what's going around, I, I obviously am participating, but sometimes it feels like I'm watching what's going on because a lot of times I get my best ideas from that, from yes. kind of stepping back and being like, what just happened? And then evaluating it and being like, whoa, now I yeah, have some mad ideas about that because right. humans are fucking crazy. If you pay attention to different humans every day, you're going to get the most inspiration. It's going to either tell you what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what you want to create, because we are the most complex creature ever. It's fucking cool as shit. You have to be aware. You have to pay attention. But then you also have to hold this flow. Hold your flow and be aware of what's going on. It's really fucking cool. It's like a skill. I mean, it's definitely art. But it's, oh, my God. It's, 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 a, it's a, a skill and art. It's a skill to master. But you're absolutely right. And that's why it's so tough. It's so tough because a lot of people think it's just a skill. And then a lot of people think it's just intrinsic or just it's just kind of your thing. It's actually both. You have to learn how to tap into your flow. It's at a higher frequency level than most people. Most people are here. As you look at, go to the DMV, go to Costco. Mm -mm. Most most people are right here. I you you need uh, you need to go here in order to get into your own flow. But once you do, you're going to be able to look down. I call mm -hmm. it I call it the the stepping stool above the fog. Once you get this fog around everybody's head, if you take a step stool and go up three or four steps, you can see not only above your own <laughs> fog but above everybody else's fog. And you're going to find mm -hmm. that when you do that, the first inclination you're going to have is you're going to be pissed because all these fucking idiots are in fog. But it's not really their fault. That kind of is what it is. So then the second thing you're going to do is you're going to say, okay, now I have a, a higher level of clarity and understanding about myself. What am I going to do to move forward and to expand? And then in the process of that, help everybody else in, in as 100%. you go because because I think the meaning in life and the purpose of life is to not only expand yourself, but in the process, bring other people up along with you. Bring them up. Exactly. If if you see something um, going wrong in someone's life or you see someone's uncomfortable, see what you can do to help that stasis because it'll it'll help you. It'll bring you up as well, just naturally. And There's, I think that's what yeah. people don't understand. Right. I, I think it's I think it's our responsibility. If you're again, this goes back to the Maslow hierarchy of needs. You want to know what life is all about. Go to the Maslow hierarchy of needs, because most people are operating the first two, two and a half steps. And it's all about survival and it's all about them. It's all egocentric. It's all uh, individualistic and it's all about them surviving and them uh, getting what they think that they deserve. Instead of looking at the big picture, you have to get yeah. up to a level of self-actualization. When you understand more about yourself, you get above the fog, you become very clear on who you are and how you can help yourself as well as everybody else in society in general. Once you get to that point, you're going to, you're going to find that, that most people are not at that point. And most people are at those first, second, first or second level of Maslow. And then it's still frustrating. Every single day, it's totally frustrating the fact that we're not further along in our in our human evolution. But it is what it is, and with that, maybe it'll give you a little bit more of an opportunity to, or a little bit more of an ability to empathize with other people. But then, and those but and you, are you can ha around you have to you for a reason, like they, and they, and they are. And I it's, get and mad sometimes at people that I feel like aren't in a certain state that I want to be around all the time. Like I always want to operate at people at higher frequencies than myself because I always want to learn. But sometimes I get frustrated when I'm not in that environment and I get more discouraged than I then and then I lose sight of your this person is here for a reason. 
Oh yeah, and that's it, it. If you look at it as everything is there for a reason for you to learn or for you to help, then I think it makes things a lot easier. I think that's more of a flow state, to be honest with you. I think that's more of a going with your own flow because you put things in perspective and in context of you guiding your own ship down your own particular river. So that's you know. So bottom line is is that flows they have to make sense. They create an opportunity. There is a level of uncomfortability to it, but it but there's also a level of knowing underneath that. And there's also a strong feeling of of realization, but with the work. So you have you, you realize that you're in the flow, uh, but you understand that there's going to be work involved to continue to expand, and that is the key to continue to expand. Right. Absolutely. Right. So so you can go to javabud.com. You can get the videos and stuff. And um, this is going to be a little sample video because the the trial thing kicked in and it didn't record the whole thing because okay. i had to put the stupid license key in there but i'll, I'll kind of snip it together and put it on as like the first one and we cool. can go through it and then um again all the podcasts and the all that other fun stuff and i also have a freebie if you go to the website you can get the freebie um thing uh for your email address and uh and then lexi where are you um, hit me up at LexiaCrucialAwareness.com if you have any questions or you want to set up a free consultation. I'm down to Skype. I'm down to meet you at a bar. I'm down to go to the beach or the park. Wherever you feel comfortable, that's where you're going to do your best work. Um, not that comfortable is a great place to be, but when it comes to opening up and really turning your soul inside out for the benefit of progression, you have to be comfortable as well. So I, think, I want yeah, to help yeah. you find that flow, and I want to help you create that elevated consciousness inside. And there you go. So have a good week, everybody, and we'll uh, come back with something fun next week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.